in the inimitable words of my main man, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Hello there! <laughs> if any of you are Star Wars fans, then you'll understand that reference. Let me know how my impression was. <laughs> so check it out. This is episode 5, and it was supposed to have dropped two nights ago, which would have been Saturday night. It is technically now the early morning of Tuesday, March 10. And I am taking this as a sign that I was meant to re-record this episode because I was up all Saturday night. No joke, I went to bed at 7.30 in the morning on Sunday because I was committed to getting an episode out and the process was just full of technical difficulties. I had gotten a new microphone, which doesn't work for some reason. I'm going to have to keep looking at it another time, but then uh, Spotify was having issues and I think maybe the app that I use called Anchor was having issues as well and it was just a very long drawn out process. But this is just a quick side note, a little bonus lesson to share with you guys. I do my best not to be frustrated when things don't go the way that I hope or anticipate they will because you never know what the reason is. Sometimes it's just because we are incompetent. (laughs) But I really do think that many times God has something else going on behind the scenes and we're just not aware of it. So I chose not to be frustrated and instead resolved to take it as a sign that I needed to redo this message and that's totally fine. I'm sure it'll be better. And I've been asking God to speak through me. And speaking of that, today's topic is about the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about how our perceptions affect how we view God and how we interact with Him. And we looked at God the Father, and we looked at God the Son, and today is God the Holy Spirit. And there will be some personal experiences I'll share with you about this topic that I'm sure you'll relate to. And there will definitely be some encouragement as um, we move through the message today. But what's ironic is that I struggled with this exact thing that I'm about to tell you this morning. When I was on my way to work, I realized that I had not planned my morning well enough. And instead of having the time, or you can say making the time or whatever, uh, to read my Bible and this other spiritual book I'm reading right now called Dangerous Prayers by Pastor Craig Rochelle. I didn't have enough time to do that, so in the car I was trying to make up for it. And so I was listening to the Bible in audio form, and then I, you know, I liked it. It was good and everything, but it was a little bit rushed. And then I just really felt like I wanted to put on some jams. You know how it is, you get in the car, and sometimes you just want to rock out or whatever it is that you want to do, and I just felt this little impression remind me that I hadn't spent as much time in prayer today as I had meant to, and yeah, I had prayed some, you know, it's the first thing that I do as soon as I realize I'm awake, um, even before I get out of bed. But it wasn't enough. I knew I needed more, especially in anticipation of recording this episode again. 
and so I <laughs> this is gonna sound dumb but I was faced with a choice that was I gonna listen to the voice that was correct about what I was saying or was I gonna just do my own thing like I've done so many times before sometimes you guys we just know when our conscience is speaking to us and we choose to ignore it even though we know what it's saying is right we do that for all sorts of reasons but I'm proud to say that this morning I put on my big boy pants <laughs> and I obeyed the voice that was telling me that I needed to take a little bit of time and be quiet and pray and reflect before I went on with the rest of my day. And I can't tell you that it was some miraculous uh, tangibly supernatural experience. I didn't feel like I was in some kind of exceptional moment of worship and rapture and transfiguration or whatever you want to call it, right? I didn't feel any emotion about it. I didn't feel any particular way about it. I just felt like I was doing something that was important because I knew that it was going to I don't want to say that I knew it was going to pay off because that makes it sound so transactional. But truly, I knew that it was what was best for me in that moment. And that means in the long term and in the short term. Because every time we choose to spend time with God and truly slow down for a minute and just reflect and invite God into what's happening right now or at the moment, we become more like Christ. And that's so important, you guys, because the more we become like Christ, the better able we are to recognize the voice of God, to hear the Holy Spirit speaking to us. Because here's the thing, the Holy Spirit speaks to us in a lot of different ways. He speaks to us clearly through reading the Bible. It's God's word to us, literally word. So he is, he is speaking to us when we read the Bible. He speaks to us through things that people say to us sometimes or things that work out or don't work out. Some people like to call that doors opening or doors closing, especially when it comes to opportunities that you're looking toward um, realizing or fulfilling or, or uh, taking advantage of. He speaks to us through beauty, especially through nature. I'm sure all of us have had many moments where we were just either on a small scale or on a larger scale, caught up in the satisfaction of admiring the beauty of God's creation and finding that we're able to recognize his handiwork all around us. And so if he cares enough to make such beautiful things for us in nature, then he must truly care about us in an even in a very deep, unique, and personal way. And that's the role of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit always reminds us who God is. He's not just some weirdo little ghost floating around and sometimes doing miracles. He is truly someone who we come to cherish and who we come to value and we come to appreciate and whose wisdom and just voice in general we come to love the more that we spend time with him. And this has been my own experience with the Holy Spirit. And as I mentioned before, more times than I can count and 
more times than I wish were the case, I have ignored the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And even worse than that, many times I've realized that I couldn't even hear him speak. Let that sink in for a minute. Sometimes we don't even realize when he's speaking to us at all. What does that mean then? I want to challenge you to think about this next idea for just a moment. Think about how comfortable you are with silence. Now that was a long pregnant pause on purpose, kind of to make it awkward for a second, but also to kind of just let the point sink home because silence is really important. Many of us, myself included, often feel like we're more comfortable with some background noise. For example, some people like to do homework with a TV show or a movie playing in the background. I don't know how they do that. I can't do that because I just end up watching whatever's going on. Um, Other people always have to have music playing, right? Or the TV on in the background. They just like some noise there because the silence is uncomfortable. And that can be the case for a variety of different reasons, and we don't have time to go into all of those today. But what I want you to think about is if you are uncomfortable with silence, why is that the case for you? It may take a little while in introspection to determine what that reason is, or maybe it's a variety of reasons. It may be simple and it may be complex, but I'll tell you what, when we try to drown out the conflict that's going on within us by not giving ourselves the time we need in silence and reflection, we're doing ourselves a great disservice, you guys. Because what we're doing is we're gradually yet consistently chipping away at our peace. And we can't afford to do that, you guys. We can't because not only do we so desperately need peace, but the world needs us to have peace. Because the world needs to see that there are people who have faith no matter what they go through. Faith in a good and fair and righteous God. They need to know that there are people who are living out this message that Christianity has had since day one of how God is bigger than the challenges that we face. And more importantly, or by extension, or maybe by origin is a better way to say it, God is capable to help us in whatever we go through because he is good and because he loves us. Because if he were any other type of God, it would not be possible for him to care so much about us because he would be flawed just like us. Now, there's a story I really like in 1 Kings chapter 19. It's about one of the most important prophets in the Old Testament. His name was Elijah. And in the previous chapter, he had just had an incredible experience where he had had the nation of Israel assemble around Mount Carmel. It was a well-known mountain in the nation of Israel. And the reason he had done this was because the king of Israel, King Ahab, and his wife Jezebel 
had led the entire nation of Israel into idolatry. If you get a chance, actually you should make the chance, <laughs> go research these Canaanite religions. They were really, really bad. It wasn't just like they were another random religion and God was jealous. No, don't make him petty. Don't make him like us, you guys. These religions were demonic. They were terrible. Mothers would sacrifice their infants to the god Moloch. They would put their babies into the burning oven that was inside the statue of Moloch. There was ritualistic prostitution. There was all sorts of stuff going on that was the absolute antithesis to who God is. And it's not just like, oh, well, people can do whatever they want. And if they make bad decisions, then that's on them. Which is true, right? Everybody gets to do what they want to do. But the bigger issue is that it wasn't just like what they were doing wasn't really hurting other people. It was hurting other people. People were dying. <laughs> there was all sorts of other stuff that was going on. And ultimately, the nation of Israel's morality and their character and their intimacy with God was just completely shattered. And so on that day, God revealed himself through a miracle, sending fire from heaven to burn up a sacrifice so that he could draw Israel back to himself. They needed that. And it wasn't because God is some authoritarian tyrant or because he's got a huge ego and he needs to feel like we get he needs to feel validated by our attention. Once again, don't make him like us. Don't make him broken and fragile and insecure. That's not who God is. It was because it was for their own good. By being reconnected with their creator, Israel would be able to have peace again. They would be able to experience joy. There is no joy in your life. No true, deep, satisfying joy when you are following a religion like the Israelites were following. It's not possible. It destroys the fabric of society. It destroys your own spirituality. It destroys your relationships. Anyway, I digress. So in chapter 18 of 1 Kings, that is, is that's where we find that story. But then when wicked Queen Jezebel finds out that Elijah had put to death all the prophets of Baal who were leading the people into this idolatry, she gets mad and she puts a hit out on Elijah's life. And Elijah freaks out and runs into the wilderness. He goes actually quite a ways into the wilderness. First he goes a day's journey and then he goes 40 days and 40 nights further into the wilderness. And he hides himself in a cave. And 1 Kings 19.11 picks up the story there. Actually, let me back up a minute. It will start in verse 9. And there he went into a cave and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? So he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. 
Then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. The center column reference of my Bible says, a delicate, whispering voice. The Bible continues and says, So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Then the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint Hazael as king over Syria. Also you shall anoint Jehu the son of Nimshi as king over Israel, and Elisha the son of Shaphat of Abel-Meholah you shall anoint as prophet in your place. It shall be that whoever escapes the sword of Hazael, Jehu will kill. And whoever escapes the sword of Jehu, Elisha will kill. Yet I have reserved seven thousand in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. Elijah was feeling intensely abandoned. He had intense feelings of abandonment, intense feelings of despair, absolute desolation, and insecurity because he didn't think that he mattered to God, even though he had been doing everything that he was supposed to do. But isn't it interesting that God didn't manifest himself in those great acts of God, as we call them now, especially in insurance language, right? A great wind, we can think of that like a tornado, an earthquake, and a fire. God spoke to Elijah in a still, small voice, a delicate, whispering voice. And I wonder why he did that. Maybe it was to really, really get Elijah's attention. I'd like to think that if I saw a tornado and then experienced an earthquake and then there was some massive fire all around, <laughs> that my attention would be secured. But maybe the still small voice was that much more noticeable because it was so different from those big things that were going on. And God speaks to us often in this subtle way, this still small voice which is difficult to hear if we're not, and if, and even impossible, really, if we're not listening to it and if we're not training our voice, to, our ears to hear it, training our heart and our mind to hear it. We need to hear that voice, and what's more, we need to obey it. We need to obey it because 
it's best for us, but that sounds really shallow and kind of arbitrary or even authoritarian. Let me say it this way. We need to obey the still small voice, not just because it's for our best interest, but because it will reveal to us the true heart and mind of God. It will reveal to us more and more each time the fullness of the identity of God. His grandeur, his love, his majesty, his care for us. And it will reveal to us the hope that God has to give us. The hope that we don't have to rely in ourselves for everything. The hope that we are cared for, that we are protected, that we are provided for, etc., etc. The still small voice gives us wisdom, encouragement, gives us comfort. It gives us everything that we need at the exact moments we need it. So I invite you to take time to identify what is keeping you from hearing the Holy Spirit speak comfort and wisdom and anything else you need. I'm guessing he's already convicting you about some things you need to change to give him your attention. Hebrews 12.1 says, Let us cast off every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us. So ask the Holy Spirit to come into your heart and give you a clearer picture of God the Father and Jesus. Ask him to make you more like them, to give you the joy that comes from being close with God. I'm so glad you joined me today in this message because I think that if we spend time listening for the voice of God, we truly can make a huge difference in this world. And maybe that sounds kind of corny, but think about it for a minute. What if we listened to the voice of God when he prompted us to do things every time, or even 50% more than we do now, or even 1%. Let's say we just listen to his voice 1% more each day than we did the day before. In one year, <laughs> we're going to be doing 365% better. And <laughs> this year is a leap year, so you get 366 days. So 366%. <laughs> Take what you can get. But really, I am excited to hear from you guys how this process of listening for the voice of God has impacted you. So I would love it if you shared your thoughts and experiences with me at edificationstationpodcast at gmail.com. That's edificationstationpodcast, the name of this show, if you can call it that, at gmail.com. And I have an Instagram page with the same name, Edification Station Podcast. You can check me out on there. And I really, really do look forward to hearing from you guys. And if you have any suggestions for future episode topics or any comments or any questions at all, seriously, reach out. I'd love to hear from you. <laughs>